Welcome to this verse-by-verse Bible teaching from Calvary Queen Creek in Arizona with Pastor Jim Remington. We hope you're blessed by listening. Romans 10.17 says, Faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the Word of God. For more information, please visit calvaryqueencreek.org. Well, let's look at 1 Corinthians chapter 2. Um, let's just start at verse 1, even though we covered verses 1 through 5, and that way we'll get the context of our text. And I, brethren, when I came to you... Now again, if you're new or visiting, this is Paul, who's writing to the church at Corinth, believers via the Holy Spirit, did not come with excellency of speech or of wisdom declaring to you the testimony of God, for I determined not to know anything among you except Jesus Christ and him crucified. And we talked about this last week, you know, some, so many times when we get into arguments, you know, well, if they say this, before we even get there, we're going, well, if they say this, then I'll say this. And, and when they respond this way, then I'll respond that way. And, and we've got the argument all figured out in our head, and all of a sudden they do something that wasn't in our head, and we're kind of like, wait a minute, wait a minute, you're not supposed to do that. Well, when we go to witness to somebody, don't predetermine what you're going to do, step A, step B, step D, you know, because it always doesn't go that way. Just determine that you're going to express to them the love of Christ who Jesus is, why they need a Savior, because they're a sinner. I was with you in weakness, in fear, and in much trembling, verse 4, and my speech and preaching were not with persuasive words of human wisdom. This is key. Can you guys grasp this? Almost 2,000 years ago, this was written, and it's been applicable throughout the decades. And isn't it very applicable to today? As we are being lied to every single day, sometimes hourly, the same message over and over and over, and, and it's a blatant lie. And if you do any research, it's obviously a blatant lie. You can actually go back and look what they said two months ago or four months ago, six months ago, and it's the exact opposite of what they said they never said. But it's recorded. And they look at the camera and go, no, no, I'm lying, but I want you to think I'm telling you the truth. But unfortunately, so many people don't check They swallow it, hook, line, and sinker. And my speech and my preaching were not with persuasive words of human wisdom, but in demonstration of the Spirit and power. And we talked about this power, power to transform a human heart. Um, Last weekend, or last last week, uh, uh, a gentleman came up after the service, 21-year-old, and asked Jesus to be his Savior after the service. Amen? (laughs) Praise God. And then the next day in my office, I was doing some discipling, and a 23-year-old man asked Jesus to be a Savior. Amen. Praise God. That's the power. That's the power. Not the, not the weird stuff on Christian fiction. That's the power. The Holy Spirit doing a work in someone's life, not in my life, he does, but I'm saying, think of that person unsaved. The Holy Spirit is doing a work in their life, bringing in that place where they realize, I'm a sinner in need of a Savior. I need Jesus, and I want him today. That's power. That's the Holy Spirit working on the heart, which I can't work on. I don't know the heart. I don't even know my own heart, the Bible says. So we've got to turn it over to God and let God work on that person's heart. Verse 5, that your faith should not be in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. And unfortunately, over the decades, how many people have said, and I'm not asking for a show of hands, but maybe in your own mind you can think about this, How many people have said, you know, well, I don't go to church anymore. It's hypocrites. I got burned by the church. Or, you know what, I've seen this pastor do this or that pastor do that. And they're looking at who? Who are they looking at? 
They're looking at man instead of looking to God. And as men, mere men, as a pastor, I'm not to get you to look at me. I'm to get you to look at Jesus. And I keep pointing you to Jesus and to the Word of God and to God the Father and God the Holy Spirit because that's where your salvation lies, not in me. We can help one another, absolutely. Encourage, counsel, rebuke, disciple, all of those things. But never elevate a person above God, ever. Your mate, your children, nobody. Now for our text this morning. However, we speak wisdom among those who are mature. Notice this, mature. How does maturity take place? Through growing in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Not by time, just time alone. Well, I'm five years in the Lord. Well, good for you. How mature are you? How mature are you? That's what we want to know. That's what we want to see. Fruit. Maturity produces fruit. Just being in the Lord doesn't mean a whole lot. Yeah, you're going to heaven. Praise God. Yet not the wisdom of this age, nor the rulers of this age, who are coming to nothing. But we speak the wisdom of God in a mystery, the hidden wisdom which God ordained before the ages for our glory, which none of the rulers of this age knew, speaking of the Sanhedrin, for had they had known, they would have not have crucified the Lord of glory. But as it is written, I has not seen nor ear heard, nor has entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for those who love him. But God has revealed them to us through his spirit. For the spirit, notice capital S in your Bible. So that's the Holy Spirit. Because we're going to find out that we all have a spirit, spirit, soul, and body. Okay? But here we see the Holy Spirit. So you want to understand as you read these scriptures to make that distinction. It's very, very important. Yes, the deep things of God. For what man knows the things of a man except the spirit of the man which is in him? Notice that. Lowercase s, so the Spirit. That we might know the things that have been freely given to us by God. These things we also speak, not in words which man's wisdom teaches, but which the Holy Spirit teaches, concerning comparing spiritual things with spiritual. But the natural man does not receive the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness to him. Nor can he know them, because they are spiritually discerned. But he who is spiritual judges all things, yet he himself is rightly judged by no one. For who has known the mind of the Lord, that we may instruct him? But we have the mind of Christ. Father, we thank you and praise you for Jesus. And that he didn't die and rise again and is seated at your right hand to leave us orphans. But as we're even going to see this morning, you've sent your Holy Spirit to fill us, to guide us, to direct us. To lead us into all righteousness, being right with you. And so, Father, we thank you for that. And I pray for the gift of teaching. And I pray that your Holy Spirit, who dwells in every Bible-believing Christian on this earth, and specifically every Bible-believing Christian in this room this morning, that your Holy Spirit will stir our hearts, that will allow your Holy Spirit to do heart surgery, that we might be transformed, that we might receive more of your Holy Spirit power to see our lives transformed, as well as those who cross our paths. Thank you for this time, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen. 
Well, in verse 6, I, I love this verse. However, we speak wisdom among those who are mature, yet not the wisdom of this age, nor of the rulers of this age who are coming to nothing. You see, those who are in power right now, they think that they're doing something really great, saving the world from exploding, so to speak, when in actuality, they're helping us implode. Their ways are going to end up in total destruction. You see, without Christ, not just this administration, but every administration, every kingdom, without Christ, they will die and end up with no power or authority, but will choose to be in torment in hell for all of eternity. If we believe in the Bible, we believe in heaven. If we believe in heaven, we believe in hell. We have to talk about both, because if you don't know Jesus, you're not going to heaven, you're going to hell. And God loves you enough to tell you that to save you. They may have temporal power now, but they will absolutely have none then. You see, Christians might have power or authority now. And this doctrine's been going around for decades, but you know, the last, I don't know, 20, 30 years, it's been kind of crazy. Kingdom now theology. You're a Christian. You're a child of the king. You should have perfect health. You should have a brand new car, great house, Kids should all be in order. Everything should be fine. Happy hunky dory. Nonsense. It's not biblical. Terracy. It's from the pit of hell. Christians might not have power authority now. Not over this world. Because there's what? There's a God. Bible says this. Not me. Little g. There's a God of this world. Satan, Lucifer, the devil. He is called the God of this world. Little g. He has to go through God. But he's still called the God of this world. But in the kingdom age, that thousand-year reign of Christ, and maybe you're new to the faith, and so this is new to you, we believe that at one point the church is going to be raptured off the earth. Every Bible-believing Christian, the church, the body of Christ, the bride of Christ will be raptured off the earth. There'll be a seven-year tribulation, the book of Revelation. Yes, we really believe in the Bible from Genesis to Revelation. After that seven-year tribulation, judgment, Jesus will come and rule and reign for a thousand years with every Bible-believing Christian ruling with them. We will rule and reign with Jesus. Amen. Amen. So that's when we receive power over this earth. But it's still not a goofy power. It's a legitimate power. We're actually going to rule and reign. Somebody's going to want to sin. We're going, ah, 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 ah. no, no, you can't do that. Can't do that. Again, that's a whole other story. But anyways, verse 7 and 8. But we speak the wisdom of God in a mystery, the hidden wisdom which God ordained before the ages for our glory. A mystery. See, before I knew Christ, Christianity was a mystery. And we'll get into it with the rest of these verses here. But it was a mystery. Why are these people happy without doing drugs? Why are these people happy and they don't drink? They don't have sex. What's the matter with these people? They can't be happy. It was a mystery. But once I received Christ and in the spring of 78, all of a sudden my mind, because the Holy Spirit came within me, as we're going to learn this morning, he revealed things to me. He started to show me what the Bible literally meant, and that was no longer a mystery. So if you're an unbeliever here this morning, and the Bible and what we do as Christians is still a mystery to you, that's why it's a mystery. It's not that God doesn't want you to find out. It's not that type of mystery. You just have to surrender 
allow Jesus to be your savior, invite the Holy Spirit into your life, and then it'll no longer be a mystery. That doesn't mean we have it all figured out by any means. I don't. Maybe 10% of it. Maybe. Might be pushing it. This was written by God, not by man. I mean, it was written by man, but inspired by God. Very, very important. Verse 8, or verse 7 again, but we speak the wisdom of this mystery, the hidden wisdom which God ordained before the ages for our glory, still today, for your glory, for your glory, which none of the rulers of this age knew, for had they had known, they would have not have crucified the Lord of glory. You see, how could someone dying save us for all of eternity? It was nonsense then, and it's still nonsense today. It doesn't make sense. To who? To the natural person. This is the whole emphasis of these verses here. The natural person, the spiritual person. Which one are you? You're either natural or you're spiritual. Now, when we become spiritual, that doesn't mean the natural totally dies. It doesn't. Till you take your last breath, you're going to have that fleshly desires for things. That's just reality. But as we surrender the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit keeps the flesh in check. If we feed the flesh, then we're going to reap of the flesh, Galatians tells us. You see, mankind is typically looking on the temporal plane, while God is always working on the eternal plane. Think back to March of last year. Doesn't take much to think, right? All chaos came upon the whole world. Not like World War I, where it involved certain countries. World War II, that involved certain countries. No, this was chaos came upon the whole world. The whole world. Is it real? Yes. Are people dying from the virus? Yes. Uh, But I personally believe, as I said way back in May when we first opened up, I'll say it again, I believe this whole thing was a test by the Antichrist. Ooh, man, this guy's really weird. I can't wait to get out of here. The Antichrist is alive. Now, we're not looking for the Antichrist. The Bible says don't look for the Antichrist because you're not going to know it. It wasn't JFK. It's not Obama. Don't look for it until the church is taken off the earth. Then the Antichrist will be revealed. So who are we to look to? The Christ. We look for the Christ because we already know who won. So we don't have to get in conspiracies and all that nonsense because when we do, we come down to the temporal plane. And God is always, always, always working in the eternal plane. So a year ago in March, chaos started to break out. And for this whole year, even today, I read an article today, where Oregon is almost, they're talking about making masks permanent in Oregon. (laughs) What is the matter with these people? I thought we were following the science. This is not science. Now, if you have health issues and, and you feel called to wear a mask, I'm not bashing that. Use it. But we also got to look at the big picture. There's always exceptions. You, know, you have rules, just like in the Bible, and then you have exceptions to the rules. There's nothing wrong with masks, so don't even go there. Nothing wrong with the vaccine. Don't even go there. I'm not going to argue about that at all. That's not an argument. You do what God calls you to do. I'll do what God calls me to do. I love you. You love me. Praise God. Let's move on. But don't forget, because what people have forgotten is that God's working in the eternal. And we just get focused on, well, we just got to reelect Trump. We just got to reelect Trump and everything will be fine. We got to reelect Trump. And that doesn't happen. And all of a sudden, people are all bummed. Why? Is God not God anymore? Oh, I thought, God was, I thought Trump was God. Oh, man, God blew it. God is God. And guys, we're going to reap what we have sown for decades. This administration just signed off 
on using aborted fetal tissue, aborted baby tissue, to help find out the cure for AIDS and other things. Aborted babies tissue, not fetus, babies, living human beings at one time, let's kill them first and foremost, and let's give millions of dollars to go around the world to kill babies, taxpayers' money, and then we'll take some of that tissue so we can try to figure out what's wrong with the world. Do we not deserve judgment? Now, when I say we, of course, you know, I make the differential, okay, I get it, you know, we as Christians are not endorsing it, so... Painting with a big brush. But we, as a country, okay? As a country, we deserve judgment. We deserve it. Bring it on, God. But as it is written, I has not seen nor ear heard nor have entered into the heart of man. So to you or me, think before you knew Jesus as your Savior. Has prepared for those who love him. But God, I love that. But God, it's one of those great buts, but God has revealed them to us through his spirit. Older saints, young saints, please make note of that verse. What's happened over this last year? What's going on? What's going on? What's going on? Have you been reading your Bible? No! For the Spirit searches all things, yes, the deep things of God. You see, what things have been revealed to us as believers? What things have been revealed to us? The deep things of God. I mean, have you thought about the simple fact that you as a believer can now truly comprehend the issue of life? Before I was a believer, I didn't think about the issue of life. I could care less. But once I became a believer and to this very day, I love life. Um, about 10 days ago. It's so cool. We have these hummingbirds. I have a hummingbird feeder and I'm walking through. I love landscaping. It's my therapy. I'm outside a lot getting that vitamin D. And so I walk underneath a tree and like, man, there goes a helicopter. Hummingbird. That's where we got the Apache helicopter from. Hummingbird. And so I turn and I go, hmm, something's here. Because it was really, he was really low. She was really low. And so I look and there's the nest at about seven feet high. I'm going, oh, this is so cool. And I started to look at that nest, how she designed it. You know, I don't know if you guys have noticed, but um, doves, man, they're terrible nest makers. It's like, well, if you live, you live. You die, who cares? They're like 25, 30 twigs just kind of plop. If you don't believe me, go around, find a desk. It's like, what is this? This is a dove nest? How's somebody going to survive this? Yeah, whatever. But this baby, man, it's like they took Elmer glue. It's amazing. Tight knit. And and I'm trying to get photos, and I don't have a good camera, so I can't get good photos. I put a quarter up there so you could have that comparison. The nest is a little bit bigger than a quarter. Their butts are up in the air because that's the heavy part. But now they're finally, yesterday their heads came up, and I I just touch the leaf. Because their eyes aren't open yet. And their beaks. Oh, mom must be here. Food. Oh, food. Mm. I've never seen this before. I don't know if you guys ever have, but I've never seen this process of other birds. But hummingbirds? And their beaks were so, so microscopic a week ago. And now they're starting to grow. It's amazing. This is life. And this is a hummingbird. 
But we're willing to kill human beings because they're not life. They're an inconvenience. And did we stop killing human beings during the pandemic? Or the plandemic, as some people say it? Did we stop killing human beings? No, no, not at all. Hundreds of thousands of babies, more than the virus supposedly killed. Twice, if not two and a half times more than the virus killed. Do we not deserve judgment? Yes, we do. You see, the preciousness of this life has been revealed to us by the Holy Spirit, and it is the Holy Spirit that reveals the deep things of God. Well, how do I know that? Verse 11, just keep reading our Bible. For what man knows the things of a man except the spirit of the man which is in him? So I know what I like. Some of you know me. You know some of the things I like, but you don't like everything I like. I know what I like. I know what I don't like. That's what this is saying. What knows a person, you as a male, female, who knows you even as husband and wife? Been married 40 years in May. I don't know everything about Claudia, all her likes and dislikes. You would think after four, we dated for three and a half years, 43 and a half years, you think I know everything? I don't know everything. It's impossible. Plus, I have a two-week memory, so I'd forget it anyways. She wears stuff. I go, is that new? She goes, no, I've worn this before. Well, praise God. It looks great. It's really good for us. Saves on a lot of money. So, even so, notice this, even so, even so. Take this to heart, believer. This applies to me. I do devotions every day, not for you, for me. You might get the benefits of it, but I do it for me. Even so, no one knows the things of God except the Spirit of God. Deduction. If no one knows the things of God but the Spirit of God, am I going to find them out apart from the Spirit of God? It's not going to happen. Simple fact. It's only this Holy Spirit who can reveal to us the things of God. So, if we truly desire to know the deep things of God, which I bet if I asked you, do you all want to know the deep things of God? Don't raise your hand, but I bet every single one of you would say, yes, I do. I, couldn't, I cannot imagine any Christian saying, nah, I'm fine where I'm at. No, you at all, if that's that question. Yeah, absolutely. When's he going to show me? We need to humble ourselves and say, teach me, Lord. Teach me. Teach me the deeper things of this life and the life to come. Let's look at Psalm 86. And we're going to go through a lot of scriptures, so get ready. If you're new or visiting, we love the scriptures, and I love the scriptures teaching us, so... Psalm 86, and the team always does a great job. They changed up the slides. I like it. So there's two books in front of the main book we're going to, two books after, and you'll see the little arrow. That's roughly where you're going to find it in the Old Testament. Psalm 86, 9 through 13. All nations whom you have made shall come and worship before you, O Lord, and shall glorify your name. Notice that. All nations. Keeping the eternal perspective, not the temporal perspective. For you are great and do wondrous things. You alone are God. I have this highlighted. Teach me your way. If I want to know heavenly things, I have to be humble enough to say, 
I don't know. I don't get it. Teach me. If I'm not humble enough to do that, I'm going to get wrapped up in the temporal. I will walk in your truth. Unite my heart to fear your name. I will praise you, O Lord my God, with all my heart. In other words, with your whole being. And I will glorify your name forevermore. For great is your mercy towards me. And you have delivered my soul from the depths of hell. Sheol. Look at Psalm 119. It's the longest chapter in the Bible. Psalm 119. Verses 9 through 16. How can a young man cleanse his way? A young man, a young woman, any person. So don't say, well, this verse doesn't apply to me. No, no, no. Just by taking heed according to your word. Notice that. Taking heed. Well, how can I take heed to it if I'm not reading it? With my whole heart I have sought you. Oh, let me not wander from your commandments. Your word I have hidden in my heart that I might not sin against you. Blessed are you, O Lord. Teach me your statutes. With my lips I have declared all the judgments of your mouth. I have rejoiced in the way of your testimonies as much as in all riches. I will meditate on your precepts and contemplate your ways. I will delight myself in your statutes. Highlighted, I will not forget your word. What's happening to America? We are forgetting God and God's word. And why is the church so sick? Not every church, again. Think outside the box. But the church universally around the world, why is the church so sick, so unhealthy? Because we're not in, they're not in the word of God. We are here in this fellowship and many other Bible-believing churches, pastors I know in this area. They're in the word of God, solid churches, praise God. But big picture, America, would we be having these race issues if we were in the word of God? But the media tells us on a regular basis, oh, whites hate blacks and blacks hate whites. Every day, every day, every day, hour, hour, minute by minute, hate, 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 hate. Is that true? No, but that's the drumbeat. Whose drumbeat? Satan's. He's come to steal, kill, and destroy. So we have to guard our heart. We need to be in the word of God so that when somebody comes to us and tries to insinuate something, we can lovingly take them to John three sixteen, and at the tone of our voice, bring it down and peacefully and graciously extend peace and grace. And if they don't want it, nice talking to you. It's time for me to leave. But at least you planted some seeds and watered. We have to be the ones. We can't expect the world to know what to do. They don't. Chaos is what the world knows what to do. And they do it well. If you remember when you were there, you probably did it well as well. Verses 12 through 15 in 1 Corinthians chapter 2. Now we have received not the spirit of the world. We already had the spirit of the world. We were already doing silly things. So when you receive Jesus as your Savior, the Holy Spirit comes within you. It's not the same Spirit, but, capital S, the Spirit who is from God. 
that we might know the things that have been freely given to us by God. These things we also speak, not in words which man's wisdom teaches. Have you seen this a couple times here now? Man's wisdom, man's wisdom, man's wisdom. We want to go to God. And if we can correlate our wisdom through God's wisdom, praise God. But don't ever think your wisdom is greater than God's wisdom because it's not. You've got to be able to back it up with scriptures. If you can back it up with scriptures, praise God. These things we also speak not in words which man's wisdom teaches, but which the Holy Spirit teaches, comparing spiritual things with spiritual. But the natural man, we would say the unbeliever, but the natural man does not receive the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness to him, nor can he know them because they are spiritually discerned. So again, we shouldn't be surprised that the world isn't figuring this out. How to what? How to love one another. How can they love one another when they don't understand that God loves them and gave their son to die, his son to die for them? That's why we love each other. Agape love. Otherwise, as Christians, if we didn't have that agape love and calling for that, we'd be living in what? Phileo love. I love you. You love me. You slap me. I'll slap you harder. And if you don't think that's true even in Christianity... You think about it, and you'll find out real quick. Do something to your Christian brother or sister and see what happens. If they're an agape, it'll work out. If not, bam, here comes phileo, because they are spiritually discerned. But he who is spiritual judges all things, yet he himself is rightly judged by no one. So in other words, the natural man can't judge you. They're going to say things at you more and more and more. Christianity is being attacked, but they don't understand that we love people. That we're not afraid of homosexuals or transgenders or uh, people that are committing adultery or fornication or drug addicts or whatever label you want to put on something. We're not afraid of that. God loves them. God sent a son to die for them. We want to reach them. We want them to come to church. Do you see something wonderful in verse 12? Notice in verse 12. How much money, think about this, how much money is spent on education every year? And of course, we want to write off 50,000 of it. Somebody will pick up the tab sooner or later. How many hours are invested in a future career? How much sacrifice of time and energy is placed upon that temporal altar to get ahead, to achieve a goal, to eventually live the easy life? That's the goal, right? Now, I'm not suggesting that I don't appreciate those who are blessing our society through sacrifice, you know, healthcare workers, first responders, scientists, ministers, engineers, you know, list goes on and on and on. So don't even go there. I'm not suggesting that at all. We all obviously benefit from these folks in those careers. But the point I want to make is this, middle of verse 13 here, God gives us wisdom that is absolutely free. It's absolutely free. But why do people not partake of it? Verse 12, sorry, towards the end of verse 12 there. That we might know the things that have been freely given to us by God. Now, I went to Bible college. So I'm, again, I'm not putting any of that down. But are we understanding, reading the word of God daily so that we might freely learn what God has for us? We don't have to earn it. We don't have to work for it. We don't have to beg for it. We just need to ask our loving Heavenly Father and He freely gives it to us. How do I know that? James 1.5. If you need wisdom out of the New Living Translation, ask our generous God and He will give it to you. He will not rebuke you for asking. Isn't that amazing? 
And as I disciple people and counsel people, especially people that are new believers, I say, ask any question. Because I know some people are afraid to ask questions. Well, this is kind of a dumb question. This is a silly question. Well, this is, no, 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 no. We all ask the same questions, or hopefully we did. That's how we all learn, by asking questions, right? That's how little ones learn. They ask questions, and you get tired of it after a while. But they keep asking, don't they? And they learn and learn and learn and learn. For some reason, as Christians, we don't ask questions. We're afraid. Don't be afraid. Ask questions. Let's look at a bunch of scriptures. 2 Timothy. 2 Timothy. Get, or first, 2 Peter, sorry. 2 Peter chapter 1. Get real quick. We got a lot of scriptures. Because the question ha- should come into your mind, but why should we even believe in this word? Why should we believe in the Bible? Why is, why would, if, some, if you say you, you, that you trust in the Bible, people are going to ask you, well, why do you believe in the Bible? Well, because it was written. Okay, that's, that's good information as well, but we're going to get over specific Christians that deal with us Christians. But you also want to learn outside of that as well that there's thousands of documents that verify the Scriptures. The Dead Sea Scrolls, the book of Isaiah written over 2,000 years ago, 66 chapters. Do a study on that. There's like 12 little discrepancies not words, not 12 differences in words, just 12 little niches, youths, but it doesn't change the text at all, and it doesn't change the word. 66 chapters. It took years to transcribe a book. Because if they got into chapter 65 of 66 and they made a mistake, they would burn the whole scroll. If they were three years on it, that's just a little history that you can learn yourself. They were so meticulous. They wouldn't use white out. Well, let me just kind of rub that out there. They would literally tear it up and burn the whole scroll. So they took their time. They would count the letters from right to left. They'd put the number, not on the scroll, but they would count them. Then they would count the letters of the scroll they were copying from down, up, top to bottom so that when they got done with just that section, if the numbers didn't match, roll it up, cut it up, and burn it. So when people say, well, how do you know? We know, we know people were meticulous. But for you and I this morning, 2 Peter 1 says, and so we have the prophetic word confirmed, which you do well to heed as a light that shines in a dark place. We're in a dark place right now. So what do we need to be into? The word. Jesus is coming back. He said these things would happen. So don't freak out. Get into the word of God. Until the day dawns and the morning star rises in your heart. Knowing this first, that no prophecy of scripture is of any private interpretation. For prophecy never came by the will of man. Notice that. Peter writing. But holy men of God spoke as they were moved by the Holy Spirit. So key right there. By the Holy Spirit. Why do we trust in the word of God? Yes, men wrote it. It was inspired by the word of, by the Holy Spirit. Look at John chapter 14. John chapter 14, 25 and 26. Jesus speaking. How do we know that? These things I have spoken to you while being present with you. But the helper... The Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, John 14, 25. Notice the triunity of the Godhead there. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. He will teach you all things 
and bring to your remembrance all things that I said to you. So it wasn't just a bunch of guys getting together and saying, well, I think Jesus said this. No, 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 I think he said it this way. No, 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 he said it this way. The Holy Spirit led them, inspired them. John 16, 12 through 15. Jesus said, I still have many things to say to you, but you cannot bear them now. However, when he, the Spirit of truth. You see, we shouldn't be surprised that we hear the spirit of lies. Because the God of this world, little g, has no truth in him. Satan has no truth. He tries to portray truth. He even quoted the word of God against Jesus, misquoted it. So don't think he doesn't know the word of God, because he does, but he will always misquote it. We have the Holy Spirit dwelling within us, which is the spirit of what? Truth has come. He will guide you into all truth, for he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak, and he will tell you things to come. Now, as I'm sharing this, keep in the forefront of your mind, what's the context here? Man's wisdom, earthly wisdom, heavenly wisdom. I have a spirit. My spirit, but as a Christian, I also have the Holy Spirit dwelling within me. Which one am I going to cling to? What am I going to cling to? So as we go over these verses, we want to solidify what we're reading in Corinthians. That's why you cross-reference the Bible. He, verse 14, will glorify me. So it's not about glorifying the pastor or the denomination. It's always about glorifying Jesus. For he, the Holy Spirit, will take of what is mine and declare it to you. All things that the Father has are mine. Therefore I said that he will take of mine and declare it to you. Again, notice the triunity of the Godhead. 2 Timothy 3. 2 Timothy 3. But you have carefully followed my doctrine, manner of life, purpose, faith, long-suffering, love, perseverance. 2 Timothy 3.11, persecutions, afflictions, which happened to me at Antioch, at Iconium, at Lystra, what persecutions I endured, and out of them all the Lord delivered me. Yes, and all who desire to live godly in 2021, in Christ Jesus, will suffer persecution. But even evil men and imposters will grow worse and worse, deceiving and being deceived. But you must continue in the things which you have learned and been assured of, knowing from whom you have learned them, and that from childhood you have known the holy scriptures. Notice that. Teaching our children the word of God is so vital. Which are able to make you wise for salvation through faith, which is in Christ Jesus. All scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness. That the man of God, the woman of God, may be complete. And you look up that word complete, it means mature. May be complete, thoroughly equipped for every good work. 1 Thessalonians 2. Quickly, 1 Thessalonians 2, 13 and 14. For this reason we also thank God without ceasing, because when you receive the word of God, which you heard from us, Notice when you received the word of God. 1 Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 13. You welcomed it not as the word of men. Oh, oh Paul wrote this. Oh, 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 Peter wrote this. Oh, oh, somebody else wrote this. But, in verse 14, but as it is in truth, the word of God, which also effectively works in you who believe. 
I don't have that verse. Is that right? Is it 13 or 14 or just 13? Is that all just 13? Just all 13, not 14. Okay, we'll correct the slide on that one. I'm looking at it going, something's not right there. Isn't that amazing how the brain can work? Even though while I was reading it, I was thinking that. But it's just by chance that we came about, right? Just by chance. Romans 5, that's a whole other study. Romans 15, Romans 15, 1 through 6. So Randy, if you want to make a note of that. Thanks, brother. Romans 15, 1 through 6. We then who are strong, so mature believers, ought to bear the scruples of the weak and not to please ourselves. Romans 15, 2. Let each of us please his neighbor for his good, leading to edification. The word edification is building up. For even Christ did not please himself, as it, but as it is written, the reproaches of those who reproached you fell on me. Verse 4. And whatever things were written before were written for our learning. What things is he talking about here? The scriptures. Is he talking about Time, Newsweek, Life Magazine? No. Now we can learn from those. Unfortunately, man doesn't because we're doing the same things over and over again. But in the scriptures, when we look to the scriptures, we can stop the cycle. We can say, no, we're not going down that road anymore. That we, through the patience and comfort of the scriptures, might have hope. Are you feeling hopeless? Get your head in the word of God because I'm not feeling hopeless. I'm excited. Jesus is coming back. I'm not happy. I'm grieved. All of those things. I have those emotions just like you. But I'm into the word of God, knowing God, you got a plan. You're working in eternity. you got a plan. you got a plan. Help us just keep reaching out to people. Verse 5, now may the God of patience and comfort grant you to be like-minded towards one another. How do we become like-minded? By being in the word of God like we're doing right now. According to Christ Jesus, that you may with one mind and with one mouth glorify the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. 2 Peter 3, man alive, how many scriptures are you going to go over this morning? It's the word of God. Hopefully you didn't come here for jokes and a story about my life because I don't know them. I forget them. But we got to go over the word of God because this is what's going to solidify you in your walk with Christ, not my life stories and my jokes. 2 Peter 3, 14, Therefore, beloved, looking forward to these things, be diligent to be found by him in peace without spot and blameless. Notice that. Be diligent. Don't get caught up in in the trap. Republicans, Democrats, male, females, black, white, Mexican, Asian, whatever it might be, don't get caught up in it. There's one race, the human race. Verse 15, and consider that the long-suffering of our Lord is salvation, as also our brother, beloved brother Paul, according to the wisdom given to him, has written to you. Notice that, the wisdom given to him. Who gave him that wisdom? As also in all his epistles, so Paul's confirming The writings of Peter is confirming the writings of Paul. Speaking in them of these things in which some things are hard to understand. Which untaught and unstable people twist to their own destruction. So when our national leaders say, well, we're people of faith. That doesn't mean anything to me. Because there's a lot of faiths out there but they're trying to insinuate to get you as a Christian to believe, well, we're people of Christian faith. No, you're not. Jesus said you'll know a tree by its fruit. Salvation, that's between God and, I'm not gonna judge their salvation, that's between God and them. But I will judge their fruit. Jesus said to judge their fruit. It's from the pit of hell. So no, don't tell me you're of Christian faith unless you show that. As do they also the rest of the scriptures. What did Peter just say? 
He equated Paul's writings with the Old Testament, with the rest of the scriptures. Paul was writing the scriptures. Did Paul know that? Was Paul writing and going, wow, thank you, God, for using me? Someday in 2021, somebody's going to be reading this, and I'm going to write in the, oh, God, I he was just writing. I don't, I don't think he knew that person. Maybe he did, but I don't think so. You therefore, beloved, since you know this beforehand, beware lest you fall from your own steadfastness, being led away with the error of the wicked. And this is, this is Peter's closing statement. He's going to be martyred very shortly after this. What would be your closing statement? I encourage you to think about this this week. You're going to die, and you have a closing statement. What would your closing statement be? And I encourage you to write that out. No matter how old you are, you know in a week or a month that you're going to die, what would be your closing statement? One sentence. It could be a run-on sentence, but one sentence. Paul has run-on sentences. But here's Paul's. Here's Peter's. But grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. His closing statement. Out of everything he said, his closing statement, grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Okay, that's it. That's it. If I do that for the rest of my life, I'm going to be okay. To him be the glory both now and forever. Why? Well, Deuteronomy 29, 29 says this. The secret things belong to the Lord our God, but those things which are revealed to us belong to us and to our children forever. They may do all the works of this law. I'm not going to figure God out totally. Don't think you ever will. But I want to encourage you as a young believer, if you're a young believer, don't get discouraged that you won't. Because this, this is what I see happen to various Christians. Because they go through a hard time, they haven't figured something out. They get discouraged and they leave the church. I don't need the church. I don't need my walk. I don't need the Bible. I'm done with it. No. Stay plugged in. Church is essential. Wrap it up. As the music team comes up, 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 16. For who has known the mind of the Lord that we may instruct him? Not a show of hands, but how many of you, how many, how many times have I told the Lord what to do? God, I know what's going on. Would you just do this already? No, no, we don't. But what? We have the mind of Christ. We have the mind of Christ. You see in verse 13, these things we also speak, not in words which man's wisdom teaches, but which the Holy Spirit teaches, comparing spiritual things with spiritual. Guys, in these days we're living in, yes, there's a lot of physical things going on, but if you're not in the Bible, you're not going to see the spiritual things that are going on, like your coworkers that are going to hell, because you're going to be arguing about Republican and Democrat, your neighbors that are going to hell, because you're going to be arguing whether it's blacks or whites that are the problems, or Mexicans or Asians. Our eyes are going to be on the, the temporal plane instead of getting our eyes on the heavenly plane and going, no, I'm not going to go down that road with you. But you know what? I love God, and he sent his son Jesus to die for you. Oh, don't give me that garbage. Well, no, I just, can I just share it with you? And then, yeah. All right, go ahead, whatever. Plant those seeds. You see, the Lord exemplified this in his life, and he's our example once again. Taking on the mind of Christ will keep us on the straight and the narrow, not turning to the right nor to the left. 
And that's what we all need in these days of obvious, blatant deception. Where good is called evil, you are called evil as a Christian. And evil is called good. What they're doing that's, that's affecting all of our lives is somehow called good. No, not according to the word of God. We need to be praying for them as our Bible says to do, that God would touch their hearts and save them because hell is hot and eternity is real. Father, we thank you and praise you for your word and that we can trust in your word as we've just read all of these verses that show us your word is true. And the natural man would not understand this, so we shouldn't expect them to. But we're not the natural man this morning as believers. And so, Father, lift our eyes to heaven and help, and help us to not try to fix the temporal uh, using temporal means, temporal arguments, the wisdom of man. Help us, Father, to address the temporal, temporal issues with eternal wisdom, lifting men and women's eyes to heaven. That hate will always be here until people learn how much they're loved by God. Until they accept Jesus as their Savior. That's what transforms our heart. That's what takes away the prejudices that we, that we all have in certain ways. With people and foods and countries and this and that. We all have prejudices to a certain extent. But Father, as your Holy Spirit comes in us and, and we ask for more wisdom, we ask for more love, we ask for more comfort, for more grace, for more mercy, we see it happening in our lives because you will always answer that prayer. You will always give us more of your Holy Spirit. And that's what transforms our heart. That's what removes the prejudices that we once had. And that's how we can lovingly talk to someone else plant, to water, to fertilize. Father, I thank you for these days and I pray that you continue to touch people. I know people in our flock are, are battling various things. I pray that you touch them and heal them. Lord, I thank you for the grace that you give to us uh, to wear a mask, to not wear a mask, to the vaccine, no vaccine. Father, may these, these, these two things, I pray that they would not become contentions amongst us, but that we just love each other and, and what a person needs to do, then they need to do that. So what? Praise God. Let's just love one another and look at the bigger issue, encouraging each other, strengthening each other, loving one another. Father, I thank you and praise you for being so good to us in so many ways. We're spoiled. So Lord, help us this week to be wise as a serpent and gentle as a dove. In Jesus' name. Amen. Let's all stand, guys. God bless you. Thanks for coming out. Have a blessed week. If you need prayer for anything, please come up. If you do not know Jesus as your Savior, please come up. We'd love to pray with you to receive Jesus as your Savior this morning. Not man's wisdom, God's wisdom. Man's wisdom with with religion will tell you, oh, don't worry about it. Just go away. That guy doesn't know what he's talking about. Just keep being good. You'll get to heaven on your own good works. It's a lie from the pit of hell. Don't believe that. The Bible clearly tells us, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. You have to have a personal relationship with Jesus to get to heaven. God bless you guys. Thank you for listening to this teaching from God's Word. If you have any questions, would like to request prayer, or want more information about our church and how you can experience the love and hope of Jesus Christ in your life, please visit calvaryqueencreek.org.